0: Hey guys welcome to another episode of arise with amber thank you guys so much for joining me if you are new here i would love it If you enjoy these episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if this is your first one or your first couple of ones, if you would go and download or give it a follow or head over to the YouTube page and subscribe, or if you have been here for a very long time and you like these Arise episodes, I would love it if you would forward them or leave a rating, leave a review, any of that stuff that will help me be able to speak to more people, get into more homes, get into more earbuds, whatever the case may be, I just want to share the good news and share the love that we have in Jesus and just give a word of encouragement that no matter what comes your way, no matter what life throws at you, that you can arise. So once a month, I try to answer questions. I've kind of been off lately, but I'm going to try to get back on track with answering and doing a Q&A about once a month. So I'm going to do that today. If you have a question for me, you can email me at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Amber Emily Smith. You can shoot me a DM over there as well if you want to ask me a question. So I'm going to pray and then I'll get right into it. Father, thank you for the gift of another day. God, thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet. Thank you that you are the good shepherd. That you make dead people alive, that you transform lives, that you transform hearts, that you you pull people out of the dark and into the light. God, I just pray that these arise episodes can be an encouragement. God, I thank you that you use me in some very small way as your vessel, your tool to share the good news. God, and I just I pray for wisdom and I pray for knowledge and and, and understanding of your words so that I can always speak truth. Lord, we just thank you for your son. We thank you for the gift of life, the gift of breath that you have given us today. And I pray that somebody here hears a word from you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, the first question says, when is your book coming out? So I've kind of hinted, and people have, a lot of people have asked since Granger's book has come out, am I going to release a book? And that is in the works. It's in, in, in a process right now. We are kind of in the developing the proposal stage. So I am working with a, a literary agent right now, and we are working on creating a title. We're working on creating chapter summaries and then like an outline, and then we will compile all of that into a proposal and then shop that around to see if any publishers would want to. Pick up this book for release, and then I w- Then the actual writing process will start. So I would, I would love to um, have your prayers about that. I've been praying a lot about that, and I would welcome all of your prayers all about that. I just want it to be something that people need, and I want it to be the truth of God's word through me and and my story. And I just want to be able to give encouragement, like I said in the beginning. And this is kind of what birthed the rise was going through the loss of our son and I want to show people and and give them hope point them to Jesus it's not me point them to Jesus that he is our hope through suffering that he is good and that you can endure so I would love to take your prayers all about that I think it would be released if we get on it (laughs) it would be probably for release in 2024 like the end of 2024 possibly so don't quote me that's the goal all right what is the best Bible verse for overcoming trauma? So I get this question a lot. I get the question of what is the best Bible verse for this? Or what is the best Bible verse for divorce? Or what is the best Bible verse for suffering? Or what is the best Bible verse for friendships? and Or, or faith or anxiety or, or insert anything here. I get a lot of questions about that. And there are tons of verses for all of these things, but... I will tell you, having gone through my own trauma and having been addicted to devotionals, which are little tiny pieces of scripture, you know, you, you normally in a devotional, it's like a sweet little story or a word of encouragement and then a Bible verse that kind of goes along with that theme. And those are great. Those are great. And those really helped me through a, a, a period of my pain and, my, and a period of my suffering. But those weren't enough. Those are good supplemental things to add to your reading of the scriptures, to add to your reading of the Bible, but you don't want that to be the only thing that you have. I don't want to give you just one verse because one verse isn't going to sustain you when life hits you, when the storms of life come your, come your way. And the best thing for overcoming your trauma is a relationship with Jesus and getting to know the God of the Bible Learning his word, learning what he says to be true, and learning who you are in him. Who who are you? Who does he say that you are? And I know that that can seem scary if you've never picked up a Bible. I I tried to pick up a Bible multiple times in my life, and I never was able to get through it. I, I didn't understand. My eyes were still closed. I I was just still lost. So I know that when you see a Bible, that looks like a big book. And there could be people all around you who... You know, at church, if they're like, flip to Philippians, they flip right to it. And you have no idea where it is. And I know that that can seem scary. But I promise you, if you just start, just pray. Pray for the Lord to open up your eyes. Pray for the Lord to come near. Pray for the Lord to give you a desire to know Him. And a desire to be in relationship with Him. And then pray for wisdom and for knowledge and for understanding of His Word. And I promise you, the more that you read it with a humble, surrendered heart... Sincerely seeking to know the God of the Bible, he will reveal it to you. He has never turned away a a repentant, surrendered, seeking sinner, and he's not going to start with you. So I would say, I've been telling people you can start in the book of John, and that's in the beginning was the word. So I would pray, like I said before, I would get involved and become a, a member at a local church, Make sure that they are a Christ-centered gospel-preaching church. And in order to do that, we have to know what the Bible says. Or we, we can't know that they're a gospel-centered, uh, Christ-centered gospel-preaching church. You can go to their website usually and read their statements of faith. So you do want to go through and, and read those if you're new to church. But I think I'm going to do an Arise, on, Arise in 5 on church. But the church body is vital to your faith walk. It's the bride of Christ it's it, we're the body we're the body and we have to be in fellowship and community with each other to walk each other through these hard things to walk each other through the suffering of this life and the trauma and to to be discipled and and to be encouraged and for you to encourage other people who are going through some, maybe the same trauma that you are and you don't have to do it alone you're not called to do it alone god god called us for fellowship and for community and relationship with one another and the more that you spend time in His presence and the more that you spend time in His Word, the more that you're not going to only recall one verse to help you with a certain type of trauma or grief or suffering, but the more you're going to be able to recall many verses and many stories in Scripture about how the Lord has brought them through and about how He is with you through everything that you face. So if you just, just cherry-pick the verses here and there, which is what I used to do. I used to just find a find a good verse that looked really pretty, but I w- it would take I would take it out of context and I would actually have no idea what it truly meant in the scope of the Bible. So you're missing out on so much treasure in the word if you just look for one verse to help you through one situation. I love that you're seeking that. I love that you're seeking one verse, but I want you to seek to know the God of the Bible. I want you to seek to know Jesus, not just one little scripture that's in there. Okay, number three. I hope that answered your question. Um, How do you heal from grief and move on from what happened? So this kind of goes hand in hand with the last question. So take everything that I said in that last question and you can apply it to this question as well. So all of that plus you will never move on from grief. You will Learn to carry it with you. You will learn how, the, how to move forward. So you will never move on from grief. You will learn how to move forward, how to put one foot in front of the other, carrying the loss that you have. Walking with um, a limp, so to speak. You know, there's a, there's a piece of you that, I, I say that there's a piece of me that died when River died. And I am no longer the woman that I used to be. A part of me died. And that's okay because the new woman that God has transformed me into the, the new woman that has emerged is a better version, I guess I could say, of myself, because it's the version that knows the Lord. It's the it's the version who has surrendered her life to Christ, and it's the version who has salvation in and, and Jesus and who believes that we are saved by grace through faith alone. So We learn to walk forward. We learn to take the next breath. We learn to take the next step. So in doing that, though, we learn how to move forward with God's strength, not our own strength. So many people would say, you're so strong. I don't know how you're doing this. I don't know. I couldn't get out of bed if if I had lost my child. And there are many days I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But by God's strength. I surrendered and said, Lord, I can't, I can't do this alone. I need your help. And he carried me as I drew near to him. He drew near to me and he carried me and he ha- he had, he had me get up. <laughs> he had me arise. He had me put one foot in front of the other and just to keep doing the next thing, keep taking the next breath. So I will also say that some grief and, and some trauma may require medical attention or, or may require medicine. You know, the Lord is the great physician, the great healer. He, he is those things. But I know that some people need trauma counseling and some people need medication and there is nothing to be ashamed of in that. You know, the Lord has gifted scientists and doctors with the gifts that they have to help his people through things. I don't think that you should rely on that for the rest of your life. If you can, I think slowly you should you could possibly use that for a time and then slowly start to hopefully wean yourself off of those things so you're not dependent on those things so you can get back to truly feeling things again. And, and that's not to say you, you don't need counseling and medicine for years. You might, and that's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of about that. But ultimately know that you need those in addition to your relationship with the Lord. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your salvation, the Lord is your great healer, your great physician. And all the things of the world can help you, but they're not going to heal you the way that the Lord can. If that I hope that makes sense. It's work. <laughs> Grief is work and and healing from trauma is work. It's not easy, but you can make the choice to move forward for yourself and for your family and remember that this life is so quick. It can it can seem when you're in something that it's going on forever. It can seem like you're never going to see the light of day again, or you might never smile again, or you you think, well, gosh, I, I, I can't go on living without this person, or I can't go on carrying this pain for the next 20, 30 years. You don't have to. You only have to do it for the next five minutes, and then the next five minutes after that. You don't have to think so far ahead. You know The Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow, for today has enough worry of its own. So focus on this moment right now, this breath right now, this heartbeat right now, and just do the next thing. We will never move on, but we can move forward with the Lord's help and with his grace and with his strength. How can I lean more on God and trust that he will guide me through everything? I think one word I would sum that up with, and that is relationship. So learning about who God is who he has revealed himself to be in the Bible. I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you. If you read the Bible, if you read his word, and if you spend time in prayer, I think I answered this a couple questions ago. If you spend time in prayer, surrendered sincerely on your knees saying, God, ask him this. How can I lean more on you? How can I trust you that you will guide me through everything? Will you show me help my unbelief? Because I, I don't feel it right now. I don't trust it right now. Help me to trust you, Lord. Your word says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, I want I want rest. And I want to trust you. Give me faith. Pray for that faith. And I promise you, he, he will not withhold that from his son or his daughter. If you are sincerely seeking to know him, but continually draw near, he will reveal things to you if you ask him for wisdom. The Bible says ask for wisdom, which I've been asking about so much lately. I want I want spiritual wisdom. I don't want earthly wisdom. I don't want earthly knowledge. I want knowledge of his word. I want knowledge of who he is. Knowledge of what his promises are and and the mysteries that are in the Bible. I want I want him to reveal certain things in scripture that I haven't seen before because it's just such a it's such a deep well and I will never learn everything that there is to learn, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry to know it. And I would say your local body on Sunday mornings um, is another another big part of, of who you need to help you to lean more on the Lord, to help you to trust the Lord. When, you, we, when we gather together, we spur one another on, we encourage each other. You can see through somebody else's walk, through somebody else's journey that the Lord is bringing them through. And then you can ask them, where do you where do you have your hope? What is it What is it that the Lord has shown you? Show me. Will you pray with me? Can I Will you want to join a Bible study together? Will, can I come with you to church on Sunday? So the more that you read the scriptures, the more that you read that His Word promises that He will guide you through. The more that you read all the stories in the Bible where He did lead His people through, His Word says that He will. His Word says that you are never alone. His Word says that He is with you. He will not forsake you. And His word promises that, and he doesn't lie. So the more that you know the truth of the scriptures, the more that you know, the more that you can have confidence in what he says being true, knowing that then God is going to get me through. I know it because his word says it. And then the more you walk with him, you see the things that he's already brought you through, and you can recall those. You can say, God, you've done it before, and I trust that you will do it again. I don't understand I don't want to go through this. I need your help. I need you to help me give, me. give me that faith and trust that I need to surrender my life and lay my burdens at your feet. And then release it and say, God, I, I don't understand any of this, but I do trust you. Now that I've been walking with you, now that I've seen what you've done in other people's lives and, and I've seen what you've done in my life, the grace that you've given me, the mercy that you've given me, the things that you've carried me through, I trust that you will do it again. Ask for courage and peace um, as you walk through and ask him just to guide your steps as you move forward. How can we get past a funk in a marriage? We aren't fighting, but things just don't feel normal. That's a vulnerable question. So marriage is hard. Marriage is just two sinners that are coming together as one and we're imperfect and we're completely different personalities, and at times we're going to let each other down. At times we're going to say things that we don't mean. At times we might disagree with one another. At times we might annoy each other, but if, if you both have Christ the center of your relationship, the center of your marriage, the center of your family, you can know that everything else will flow from that, and you can learn to Have peace with one another and to choose one another and to give each other the benefit of the doubt and to have grace for one another and to forgive one another and to pursue one another. You know, I think many times when we get married, we stop pursuing each other, we stop chasing after each other, we stop doing the little things that we used to do because things get uh, busy, things get comfortable, kids get involved, life gets involved, work gets involved, family gets involved, all these things. And then we just get to a place where, like you said, it just doesn't feel normal. Maybe it's different than how it used to be. Maybe it's not ex- as exciting as it used to be. But this is this is the long haul. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And, and, and things aren't always going to feel amazing and, and like butterflies and, oh, you know, I'm so in love with him and, and he just makes my heart flutter. And, you know, that's not reality. That's not reality. But you can, you can fall in love with your partner over and over again. Not that you ever fell out of love with, with, with them, but you can fall in love with your partner in lots of new seasons and stages of life. But I know that uh, I don't know your situation, but I do know that communication is key. And I want to ask you, you know, have you talked to your partner about this? Have you brought it to their attention? You know, I kind of feel like things are a little different. Is there anything we can talk about? Can we go on a date? Can we make a date night a regular thing during the week? Can we go away together? Can we have a, like a, a weekend vacation together? Is there anything that I'm doing that might be causing this kind of feeling of not feeling normal? Pray together. You know, that can always be an intimate thing is, is praying together. Both of you get on your knees and just pray for the Lord to renew um a joyful place playful loving christ-centered spirit within one another pray for the lord to open each other's eyes of how you can serve one another how you can make things feel normal again ask the lord to open up your eyes about if there's anything that you're holding against one another or anything that you guys should bring to light that you guys should talk about you could surprise your partner with something sweet you can leave a note um rub their feet you can buy their favorite snack and leave it in a place you know if they're if like sometimes Granger he does after midnight here in the studio and sometimes I'll just like the other day I brought up like um those little Ricola mints or whatever because he he uses those sometimes if he's like he drinks tea or whatever if he's talking a lot or I'll find like his favorite little snack that he likes at the convenience store and I'll just like pop it somewhere in his closet or just do something just to show your partner that you're thinking of them um and like I said remember that it won't always feel perfect and it won't always feel lovey-dovey and romantic because lots of things happen life kids sickness laundry in-laws bills all the things so we have to be intentional with each other and make time for each other and which I need to be better at cuz our lives are are very busy right now and I feel like a lot of times Granger and I see each other in passing um And so we've said before we need to reclaim our nights we need to have our kids in bed by nine so that we can have just that little window of time together at the end of the day and we've been trying to be better about having a date night or um going on you know a weekend getaway at some point but you can also try biblical counseling if that's something that you guys might be interested in you don't have to be fighting to go to counseling you can just I – have, I have some friends that go to counseling just because it's healthy and it, it helps their communication with each other. So you don't have to be arguing to go to counseling. It's a good thing. You guys can go and, and have a third party in there who doesn't know either one of you, and you guys can do exercises together, and it can be really good for a healthy marriage and for your communication to keep those lines of communication open. Uh, okay. Can infidelity in marriage be forgiven? Can infidelity in marriage be forgiven? Did Jesus forgive you when he took your sins on the cross? I think anything can be forgiven. I truly think anything can be forgiven. It won't be easy and it's going to take work, but I believe that the Lord can redeem any relationship. Any, any broken thing God can make new and God can make beautiful, again, if both parties are willing and if both parties are repentant and if both parties are wanting to reconcile and work through things. We are sinners in need of a Savior and we are fleshly and a lot of times we don't make good choices. And sometimes those choices, those those quick choices in a moment can be very damaging and can damage A marriage or family or something at work, we can make mistakes. We can make very, very bad mistakes that leave lasting devastation in a family. But that's why we need a relationship with Christ. That's why we need a relationship with Christ, because the closer we walk with God, the further we want to get from sin. We want to turn away from our sin. We want to turn to Christ. We want to choose him over our flesh. And we also need a relationship with Christ because that allows us to know how to forgive somebody if, they've, if they have done something like this, if they have been um, not faithful. It allows us to forgive when we don't want to. It, it is not natural. It is not in our human nature to want to forgive, especially something like infidelity. That is hard. It's hard to do. It's impossible with man, but with God, anything is possible. So The closer we are to Jesus, the more that we can learn to turn away from our sin, the more that we can learn to love like him and to forgive like him. And it might take a long time for this to be forgiven. It might take a lot of counseling. It might take a lot of work. It might take um, lots of conversations. It might take days, weeks, months, years. I don't know. But I do believe that it can be forgiven. And I have seen couples that the Lord has redeemed their story and now they are, having gone through that mess they are now stronger than they've been and they are now sharing their testimony with others about sin and repentance and god's grace and god's forgiveness and so i i pray that that might be the case for you i pray that you can draw near to christ and i'm not sure if you're the one that um, was betrayed or if you you were the one that actually did something that you weren't supposed to do but I pray that you can draw near to the Lord and and ask the Lord to show you how to forgive or ask the Lord to show you how to ask for forgiveness if this was you. And I pray that the Lord can use it, use this story and redeem it for his glory. So I hope that that's the case for you. All right, so last question is, why can't I find a church that I feel comfortable in? Is it me? So this is another situation where I don't know your situation. I don't know who you are. I don't know what is making you uncomfortable in these places that you're visiting, in the churches that you're visiting. I don't know if it is the people or if you are by nature an introvert, or I don't know if the teaching is not sound teaching or what the case is. I'm not sure why you're not feeling comfortable in church, but I would say that we need to stop making churches about everything that we want and everything that we need. And we need to find a Christ-centered, gospel-preaching church and pray for the Lord to take away all of our selfish wants and desires for it to feel perfect. Because no church is perfect. No pastor is perfect. No church body is perfect. No worship music is, is perfect. No sermon is perfect. But the Lord is perfect. And so a lot of times we might walk into a place and go, well, I don't like that music, or that's way too big, or I didn't like what the pastor was wearing that, that day, or, you know, there's a lot of things that we selfishly and pridefully, we want what we want, you know, and, and we want to go into church. We want to listen to what we want to listen to. We want to sing what we want to sing. We want the pastor to look how we want him to look. We want the message to be perfect for, for it to apply to our lives. And we want the church body to be perfect and welcoming, and, and we want them to serve us. And, it's not all about us. It's about the whole church body. And you might you might not really enjoy the big band and the big lights, and that's okay. You might just want to go to a church that only sings hymns, and that's that's fine. So there are like little things that you might like, but once you find a church that has that, once you find a church that if you enjoy singing hymns and and um you uh, you want it to be a smaller place rather than a larger church, once you find that, then go all in. Go all in and don't expect the message to be perfect or don't expect the pastor to be perfect. But get involved. Get involved. See how you can serve. Aim to become a member. And you can bring a friend with you if you guys want to try a new church. And it's okay until you find your church home to talk to people in the area and go around and visit a few different churches. But remember that it's not all about you when you go into church. It's about going and praising the Lord. It's about being in the house of God, being in the body of believers. And yes, you want to be able to get sound biblical teaching, but it's not always about you being fed. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, we need to go and just Pray for other people, pray for somebody else in the congregation because it's not the message might not, not always be exactly what you want to hear or what is for you, but it's gonna be for somebody there. God's word does not return void. And if you're going to a church that is that is preaching the word of God, that is revealing who God is, who he has revealed himself to be in the scriptures, then you are in the right place. And so I would encourage you just to, to find a church like that, go in, go all in, see how you can serve, and then maybe step out of your comfort zone if you are kind of shy or if you um, are more introverted, and take a friend with you and just say, hey, I would love to learn more about this church, how to become a member, are there any events coming up that maybe we could come and help or that we could um, join um, to see how we can serve others? So... God doesn't call us to comfort. He calls us to community and fellowship, and we should be going to serve our community and to be in the house of the Lord and to sit under wise teaching and to learn and grow in wisdom and knowledge and grace. The word of God. And then go out into the world and share the good news and share the gospel with other people and help to serve. So I don't know your story. I hope that you can find a church that you feel comfortable in. But just remember, sometimes it's not always going to be super comfortable. And God, God many times wants to call you to an uncomfortable place to get you where he wants you to be and to get you into community and to have you step out in faith sometimes and to trust what he is doing. So I uh, shoot me a message, actually. If you want to send me a message, arisewithamber at gmail.com. Let me know what you're looking for and let me know what city that you live in because I would love to I have a great pastor um, and then there's some other people that we can contact to get you a, a good church, a good, solid gospel preaching church in your area. I would love to help you with that. So you can shoot me an email arise at gmail.com. If you want to send me another question or a message, I'm grateful for you guys. I hope you enjoy, enjoyed the horizon five. I'm going to get some more of those out to you. You can find me at arisewithamber.com, And I'm trying to work on some new sweatshirts and hoodies for you guys for the holiday season. So I'm grateful for y'all. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions and for, for joining me. Um, if you're new here, welcome. And I hope you come back. I'll see you next time. Bye. I think I said you're chosen. You're chosen. Bye.